I'm Dr. Joe Esposito, and welcome to our podcast for the health of it. Remember to subscribe to our podcasts, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. The information presented on this program is not intended to take the place of your personal physician's advice, and it is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Discuss this information with your own physician or healthcare provider to determine what is right for you. Are you suffering needlessly? Dr. Joe can give you advice on how to naturally get well and stay well. Dr. Joe Esposito. Today we're talking about meat. Now, if you're, you're queasy, this may not be the best show for you because we're talking about what happens when you eat meat. And we kind of covered chicken earlier. We were just wrapping up on chicken before the break. Now, you may think that free range, because people tell me all the time, well, Dr. Joe, I eat free range chicken. Free range means they're not in a cage, but they are, they can be literally shoulder to shoulder. And it doesn't mean what the chicken is fed. The chicken st still can be fed genetically modified corn, genetically modified soy. Uh, they can still have antibiotics. So again, I, I don't recommend you do animal products, but if you're gonna do them, I recommend organic only. Because when I say, folks, I want you to do organic, no, no, I eat free range. Doesn't matter. The only word that matters when it comes to animal products, in my opinion, is organic. So if it's not organic, I certainly wouldn't eat it. And the good news is that when you don't eat these things, it's so much more affordable. You're saving so much money. So no matter what motivation is, this is a good thing to do. And I want to get you well and keep you well. That's my job. Now, as a chiropractor, uh, again, I'm plant-based. I'm not asking you to do that. I just give you information. And what you do with that information, totally up to you. And when patients come see us, so many times you guys will come in and say, I'm a little nervous, Dr. Joe. You, you, you're going to tell me to give up my, my chicken or whatever. No, 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 no. I'm just going to give you advice. We will always see you as a patient. We will give you advice. Whatever you decide to do, you pick and choose what you want. We're not going to force feed you, so to speak. But we're going to do everything we can to give you the information so you can make better choices for you, your friends, and your family. So years ago, I, I, one of my first lectures was called, uh, was called Seven Deadly Sins of Nutrition, which is still one of the most popular ones. And I, when I did my section on meat, I did a, t I did a, um, a cassette, and you're old enough to remember that, and it was called Unplug Your Freezer. And every now and then, somebody will come in with these old cassettes and ask me to sign it, which is kind of funny. And I say, Dr. Joe, this, this, CD, this, this CD, this cassette changed my life. It was really cool. And the reason I talked about Unplug Your Freezer was this. At the end of the seven deadly sins, I did alcohol, meat, sugar, dairy, coffee, soda, artificial, sweet, and I always wrapped up with meat. And I said, all right, so here's my challenge to you. Aside from all the scientific and blah, blah, blah I'm giving you, I want you to go home today, don't open your freezer, just unplug it. Now, I'm assuming you have meat in your freezer. Unplug your freezer, leave it closed. It's sealed, right? Nothing can get in or out, it's airtight. I want you to unplug your freezer. Don't really do this, by the way. Unplug your freezer and leave it there for three days. At the end of three days, I want you to come back and open your freezer. Well, what happens? It stinks. The meat is rotten in there. Okay, but vegetables rot. They stink too. Okay. Not only is it going to stink, but you're going to have visitors. In your freezer, if you have commercial meat in there, chances are you're going to have maggots and worms living in your freezer. Now, your freezer's sealed, right? Nothing gets in or out, right? Where'd the maggots and worms come from? They're in the meat and you'll eat the meat. Why you do that? <laughs> I don't understand it. So the gross factors there, of course, uh, ironically, it's probably not the healthiest part of the meat is the maggots and worms, but it's in there and it happens. It's the way meat is processed. There's not much we can really do about that, but I just want to, however I can get to you, I'm trying to get to you here. It's what I'm trying to do. And if it's there, it may not be the, my favorite food. I don't like cooked maggots or worms for that matter. I don't like them raw either. So let's talk about pork a little bit. Pork is the most widely eaten meat in the world. 
Years ago, I'll tell you a little story. I got invited to Cuba by the Cuban Olympic team, me and my friend Tom, uh, he's a chiropractor for the US track and field team, and we got invited by the Cuban government to go down and meet with the Cuban Olympic team and discuss some of the techniques we do on athletes, because we see a lot of professional athletes in our, in our offices. Tom's, Tom's in North Carolina, I'm here. Uh, and so we see a lot of professional athletes, and so they wanted to know what we do as far as our treatment goes. Got permission from the US government, got our visas, went to Cuba, really cool. Um, this is before it was open. This is many, many years ago. So as an American, were, I didn't meet any other Americans there. It was kind of neat. Other people went there, but we didn't. So we get there, and we're treated like royalty. We're American doctors. They're very excited. Uh, we meet with the Cuban Olympic team. We meet with their gold medalists. We meet with their doctors. The doctors are talking about the techniques that we use on the athletes, and we're kind of swapping stories. It was a lot of fun. And so we get to one point. We have a, a dinner, and we sit down at the dinner, and first of all, in the meetings, they kept giving us snacks, and the snacks were bits of ham. Now, I don't eat meat. My, Tom, my buddy Tom didn't eat meat either. So that was a little awkward situation. So dinner time comes, and I'm eating vegetables, and there's always stuff to me to eat. I've never missed a meal. So I just kind of played around the meat. I didn't want to insult my hosts. So dinner time comes, and they bring out steak. Now, this is really awkward. Because there's very few cows in Cuba. And in fact, at the time, if you killed a cow, eight years in prison. There were so few cows. So what people would do is, uh, they would, um, if they had a cow and they, they gave the, a, a cow gave birth, they'd then kill one of their other cows. And so if the government ever came around and counted the cows, it was always the same amount of cows. And everybody knew this game, of course, you know. But that was the rule. Now, I don't know if anybody ever went to prison for killing a cow, but that was the rule. So I cut up my meat and I cut it, it was so weird, and I'm moving it around on my plate and I'm eating the veggies. And I thought, I'm gonna start an international incident because they're giving us beef and beef in Cuba is like gold. So it's a really awkward situation. But my friend Tom did have a few bites of it. And he said, let me tell you, it tasted so different than the meat we eat here. And just like my friend I was telling you about, it's one doctor I used to work with, uh, she came from Argentina. The meat tastes so different here. It doesn't have the flavor of meat because we, use, we raise it with so many different chemicals and genetically modified food. And cows are designed to eat what? Grass. What do we feed them? Corn and soy. They're not designed to eat corn and soy. So organic meats are going to have a much higher level of omega-3 fatty acids in them. Non-organic meats, higher omega-6 fatty acids. And earlier, if you listened, we talked about omega-6 fatty acids causing an inflammatory reaction. And so again, it's not just the colon cancer, it's the heart disease, it's the heme iron that can oxidize and cause cholesterol to stick to the artery walls. Uh, it's everything that we put into the animal products. So why would you do that? I don't understand it. So pork, back to pork again. I got off on my tangent there because I remember being in, in Cuba and ev almost every meal had pork in it because pigs will eat anything. And they're scavengers and they grow very quickly. So pork consumption makes up about 38% of meat production worldwide. So if you're familiar with, again, from a biblical standpoint, I've used to quote this in my lectures, in Leviticus, it was very clear that you could not eat pork and shellfish. If you ate fish, they'd have scales and fins, they had to swim, they couldn't be bottom dwellers. Uh, if you ate an animal, cloven hooved, cud chewing, cud chewing means it eats grass. Pigs are scavengers. Snakes were scavengers. You couldn't eat scavenger animals. So even when Moses wrote Leviticus so many years ago, the animals were unclean because they were scavengers. So Moses had it, man. He said, listen, it wasn't about morals. It wasn't about steroids and hormones and chemicals and pesticides. If you're going to eat animal products, these are the rules you have to follow. And in certain religions, you can actually be killed if you ate pork or shellfish. It's pretty serious stuff right there. It really is not the best choice of animal product. So no matter what you think about it, 
Pigs are dirty animals. They're considered they're, uh, garbage uh, waste uh, eaters, um, often literally eating anything they can find. This includes bugs, insects, whatever leftover scraps there are. Uh, they'll eat their own droppings, which is pretty disgusting, as well as dead carcasses of sick animals, including their own young. Not long ago, this happened not long ago, 2012, a farmer went out to feed his pigs, never came back. He literally became the pig's breakfast. Now, a friend of mine, Johnny, um, he's, a makeup, he's retired now, makeup artist, and he used to work on a show called Deadwood, and he's won a couple of Emmys for it, and uh, it was an interesting show. If you ever get to watch it, it's a lot of, a lot of cursing. It's very vulgar, very graphic. But in Deadwood, it was the, uh, Deadwood, I think it was North Dakota, wherever it was. But anyway, it was, it was the wild, wild west. And if they killed somebody, you know, there's always shootouts and things like this, they just take the body and throw it into the pig pen. And the pigs would eat the carcasses, the human carcasses. And I remember saying to Johnny, I said, is that real? He goes, yeah, we're, we're pretty accurate. He says, that's what they used to do. So it's pretty gross what pigs will eat. So one issue with the pig, it has very few functioning sweat glands, and it can barely sweat at all. Now, sweat glands are one way your body gets rid of toxins and waste products. So the toxins can't come out of your system. Your body, your body gets rid of toxins through your urine, your feces, your breath, and your skin. You sweat it out, okay? Pigs don't sweat. That's why they like to wallow in mud. Not that they like to wallow in mud, but it keeps them cool. So we can get rid of waste products through our skin. And that's why we say if you have a skin condition, I always want to look to the liver because the liver might be the issue where the problem's coming from. So when you consume pork meat, you're getting a lot of these toxins that won't even be able to eliminate it from the animal. None of us needs more toxins in our system. In fact, we should do everything we can to eliminate or cut back the toxic exposure. So one vital way to do this, and the easiest vital way to do this, be careful what you eat. Pigs harbor viruses and parasites. Pigs, ca pigs carry many viruses and parasites with them. Whether they come from direct contact or through the farms or whether you're eating the meat, uh, you put yourself at high risk of often debilitating disease, not to mention the, the body toxic overload. So you might have tapeworm, you might have uh, uh, hepatitis E it's called. Uh, these, these are some big issues from eating undercooked or uncooked meat. Now, just recently the FDA said you can eat meat that's pink again because they've eliminated a lot of these, these issues. I wouldn't do it. If you're gonna do it, be careful and make sure you're eating the right thing. So there's viruses that are found in there. All of these concerns aren't enough. I want you to think about cooking your pork thoroughly. Uh, common conditions of pork consumption is an issue. 97% of pigs in the United States are raised on factory farms, which means the pigs never have a healthy life. They never get fresh air. So it's not really the place you wanna be for eating pigs. And also what happens, and I used to talk about this in one of my lectures, is that if you're eating meat and you're eating a lot of meat, you're not eating enough fiber. And when you eat fiber, fiber pushes everything through your colon. So one of the things that happens when people go from an animal-based diet to more of a plant-based diet, they lose weight. And they go, oh my gosh, this is the greatest thing in the world, I'm losing weight. A lot of the weight you're losing may not be fat, but actually what's impacted in your colon. So you can have, if you eat a bad diet, maybe 10 pounds of undigested, rotten, putrefying animal products laying in your colon because the bowels aren't moving. Normal healthy bowels, two to three times a day is normal bowel function. So if you're eating a steady diet of these animal carcasses, not really the best thing you wanna do because it can rot in the colon, it can cause problems. Uh, we talked about the pork, we talked about the chicken. There's no such thing as organic pork. I've never seen it anyway. And the reason is there's just not a market for it. When there's a market for it, it happens. But here's the cool thing. I've been talking about plant-based diets for years. You're now seeing fast food chains. Almost all of them now have a plant-based option. 
Now, for years, if I'd go into a, a place that served sandwiches, uh, we call them hoagies or subs, I would just, and I didn't do it a lot because I, I don't eat a lot of bread, but if I was starving, it was the only thing to eat, I would just get a, 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 a sandwich with vegetables, an oil and vinegar, salt and pepper, mm, mouth's watering again, thinking about grandpa's vinegar, and that's what I ate. Now, that's become the trend. There's even an ice, ice cream parlors coming out with oat milk ice cream. Had one the other day. It was really good, by the way. Soft serve. Oh, it was great. Reminded me of being a kid. So the trend is definitely going to eating a healthier diet, and you see it everywhere. When you see the big food chains coming out with uh, their monster sandwiches made with plant-based, when you see plant-based burger companies and their, uh, their, their stocks skyrocket, they rock World St Wall Street because the, the, the stocks are going up so high. And almost every restaurant, I was at a concert the other day, went to go see Hart, great concert by the way. And I was at this big concert arena, and I, I just, for fun, walked up to see what they had. And they had pretzels and they had beer and they had hamburgers and they had a plant-based burger. It was $14, which I thought was crazy, but I was so excited to see that. And you're seeing more and more of that happening. And I used to go in, if I'd go into a, a sandwich, a burger place when I was starving, I would just get it with no meat. They go, ah, that's a little weird. Now, commonplace. You see almost every restaurant I've ever been to, there's always something you can eat. I've never had a meal ever, anywhere, in, th in 30 plus years, uh, I never been to a restaurant that I couldn't eat. I do seminars, I teach on cruises, I teach postgraduate work, I fly around the country. Corporations hire me on a regular basis to come in and teach their staff members how to get well and stay well. And they're realizing now, insurance companies even, <coughs> excuse me, insurance companies are promoting wellness programs within corporations because they realize that if people get healthy, they then save money on insurance premiums. So it's cheaper for a lot of companies to bring in people like me to do seminars to get their people healthy than it is to pay the insurance premiums. And the insurance premiums drop because the people are not going to the doctor as much. So what motivates you? Is it health? Is it savings? Is it lowering insurance costs? Is it living longer? Is it having more energy? Is it a better love life? Is it losing weight? All these things fall under a simple program. And a program consists of getting the diet right, eating a plant-based diet, fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, mostly. Now, the Mediterranean diet, we talked about that in the first half hour of the show, consists of having a little bit of dairy products, a little bit of meat. Again, if you're going to do it, okay, I'll negotiate with you. Just make sure it's organic. Every patient, I've been doing this, I've been talking about nutrition and diet and wellness for 35 years. Every patient that follows our advice when it comes to nutrition says the same, almost everyone, I can't never say 100%. Almost everyone says, why didn't I do this sooner? Dr. Joe, this is unbelievable. I feel so good. And again, I'd like to start people off with supplements, Dr. Joe's Super Greens and Dr. Joe's Essential Source, minimum supplements you should take every day. They're two powders, they taste great. Um, if you wanna change the flavor a little bit, add a frozen banana to it, add some frozen berries. Now the Super Greens has an earthy flavor. I mix it with the Essential Source. We also have a mint Super Greens. So if you want to start out a little del more delicate, you can do the mint super greens and the essential source, mix it together, taste off the chart, it's great. And then I say, listen, just eat something raw at every meal. Broccoli, cucumbers, tomatoes, avocados, salads, some raw fruits or vegetables. In my car, I have little bags of nuts. Carry them with me. So if I get hungry, if I, if I have to go somewhere and I don't have time to eat a full meal, I could always just grab a bag of cashews or almonds or walnuts. Uh, don't recommend peanuts. Peanuts are not the best choice. They have a mycotoxin on them, which can cause allergic reactions. Uh, I go on and on about peanuts. Don't eat peanuts. So it's not hard. It's easy. And sometimes you have to think. 
Maybe what I should do is just order off the side, side dishes. I've been to steakhouses. Again, I don't care what you eat, as long as you don't care what I eat. This is just information. So I have friends, we go to steakhouses, I'm not thrilled with it, but I'll go, and I might have a baked potato, I might have some broccoli, I might have some mushrooms. Um, and my meal always, everyone says, ooh, that's the best looking meal. It's the cheapest thing on the menu, it's the best in a menu, and at the end of the meal, most of my friends are just dying. Oh, I feel so full, I can't move, this is horrible. I feel great. A lot of times you can give me their, their vegetables, their side dishes, and I eat for free sometimes. Flew to Europe not long ago, and I ordered the vegetarian meal, the vegan meal. And the people that were with me ordered the vegan meal as well. First of all, you get your meal first, which is pretty cool. Second of all, everybody on the plane, oh, what are you eating? Oh, that looks really good. What is that? So what, no matter what your food choices are, whenever you fly, if there's going to be a meal served, I recommend you get the vegan meal. It's just the better choice, regardless of what your philosophy is or what, what your health issues are. So that's just a nice little thing you can do. And then some people say, well, Dr. Joe, that's all well and good, but I don't eat meat. I eat fish. So let's discuss a little bit about fish. Years ago, my father used to take me fishing. I got seasick, first time, 10 years old, threw up, I thought I was gonna die. Um, but fish were wild caught. We didn't have anything called farm-raised fish. Now, industrial farm fishing, or aquaculture it's called, is the fastest growing form of food production in the world. One in about, uh, one about half of the world's seafood now comes from fish farms. This includes the US, uh, and this is uh, expected to increase. It's gonna happen because fish farming is cost-effective. It's not good for you, it's not good for the environment, but it's cost-effective. For the first time in modern history, in 2011, global fish farming production topped beef production. That was 2011, and the gap has been widening ever since. 66 million tons of farm-raised fish to produce compared to 63 million tons of beef. And at first glance, farm fish may seem like a good idea. It helps protect the wildlife, it helps the seafood populations from being overfished, and it, it's meeting the nutritional needs, I put that in quotes, all over the world. However, the industry is plagued with a lot of the same problems surrounded land-based concentrated animal feeding operations. It's called CAFOs, including pollution, disease, inferior nutritional quality. It's getting so bad that fish farms can easily be described, <coughs> excuse me, as the, uh, the, the, the farms of the sea. It's not a good idea. Now, people think I eat fish for omega-3 fatty acid levels. Omega-3 fatty acid levels are not what you think if you're eating fish. In fact, you're probably doing so in part to take advantage of the fish that have omega-3 fatty acids in it because that's where your herd fish oil comes from. Omega-3 levels can be reduced by up to 50% or more in farmed salmon compared to wild salmon. I've seen even studies where there's almost no omega-3s in some of the tests they've done. This is due to increasing amounts of grains and legumes, like soy, that they feed to the farm-raised salmon. Fish don't make omega-3 fatty acids. Here's an aha moment. Fish don't produce omega-3 fatty acids. Fish get it from eating smaller fish, who eat smaller fish, who eat algae. Algae is the source of the omega-3 fatty acids. Now, you may have heard about omega-3s. Why do you need them? Well, they're essential fatty acids. That means we need to get them from our diet. And essential fatty acids help brain function, it helps with inflammation, it helps with the immune system. So omega-3 fatty acid levels are usually low in people that aren't eating a good diet. I take Dr. Joe's omega-3 fatty acids as a supplement every single day. So fattier fish, wild salmon for example, contains far less healthful, healthful omega-3 fatty acids and less protein than wild caught. So if you're going to eat fish, again I said animal products need to be organic, if you're going to eat fish, 
I recommend wild caught. Now, it's tricky because sometimes those words can be confused. Sometimes you get it from another country. They call it wild caught. It's really not wild caught. So it's a big issue. So I get my omega-3s from Dr. Joe's vegan omega-3 fatty acids. It comes from the algae. It's the purest source of omega-3 fatty acids. I take a gra about a gram a day. That's two of my capsules a day or caplets. I take two a day. Why? It helps my brain. It helps with inflammation. It helps with brain, uh, immune function. So it's one of those essential things that I feel you should take. I take super greens, essential source, omega-3 fatty acids every day. If I eat a cooked meal, and if you're eating animal products, I would strongly advise you take a digestive enzyme along with it. Because your body only produces so many digestive enzymes, and as you get older, digestive enzyme levels drop. So a simple fix for that is taking Dr. Joe's digestive enzymes. If I eat a cooked meal, even if it's plant-based, I'm going to eat uh, digestive enzymes with it. And I tell you what, you feel great. Less gas, less bloating, you sleep better, you go to the bathroom better, you feel better. It's pretty amazing. Now, again, when you're young, you produce a lot of uh, digestive enzymes. As we get older, our enzyme levels drop. It's called aging. It's how we get old. And so super greens, essential source, omega-3 fatty acids, digestive enzymes. If I'm eating a cooked meal, if I'm eating a raw meal or something raw in the meal, I don't do that because I know the enzymes are already in the meal. About 70 to 80% of the products that you eat, if they're raw, are going to be digested by the enzymes in the food, the fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds. Once you cook them, whether it's a steak or a carrot, uh, past 110 degrees, the enzymes are broken down. Not a good idea. So that's why I take supplements every day. And I look a lot younger and act a lot younger than I am. Most people can't guess my age. And they say, what's your secret? I rented somebody I went to graduate school with th uh, 30 years ago. And she said, oh my God, you look exactly the same. You haven't changed. I said, oh, my hair's a little less. She goes, no, you're not gray. You're, you're thin. How do you do it? What's your secret? I said, the secret is I just don't poison my body. It's very simple. I get chiropractic care on a regular basis because chiropractic care keeps my bones limber, my joints limber, and so they're less likely to wear out. You can pinch a nerve and it hurts. So if you have pain, of course, chiropractic care is the number one, no, number one uh, source for pain treatment. It's the least expensive, most effective treatment for pain management. This is what I can't understand why every insurance company, every hospital isn't going nuts. The studies are clear as day. Chiropractic, least, most effective, least expensive treatment for pain. For most pain, not all, but for most. So that's why patients come to our offices from all over the world because they realize that. They go, oh my gosh, it's worth it for me to come see you guys. So I make sure I get chiropractic care on a regular basis. I make sure I'm eating a good diet. I eat certainly super green central source, digestive enzymes, omega-3 fatty acids. I'll take B-complex as well. Adrenal support. I take adrenal support. As I get older, my adrenal glands get weaker. And then I make sure my digestive system is working. Because the hardest thing to digest is animal protein. The number one consumer of energy we have as humans is romance. Now, I'm assuming you're not having romance all day, every day. But most of you, all of you, are digesting food every single day. And the hardest thing to digest is animal proteins. So why not then go for a plant-based protein? The number one question I get, what is it? Where do you get your protein? As long as you're eating a good variety of fruits, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, maintaining your weight and your energy levels, you're getting enough protein according to the uh, American Dietetic Association. So there's no worry about protein. Your body only needs 8 to 10% of its total caloric intake as protein. A carrot is 6%. You start looking at beans, legumes, lentils, uh, even grains. I don't eat a lot of grains, but rices, quinoa, you're fine. No one, I've never met anyone who's protein deficient ever unless they're uh, anorexic or they have severe diarrhea. But in our modern society, I've never met anyone who's protein deficient. It's called kwashiorkor. I've never seen the condition ever. 
So it's not hard, it's easy to eat the right foods. If you don't know what to eat, go to my website, drjoe.com. We have one show I did called The Seven Deadly Sins of Nutrition. Just type in Seven Deadly Sins of Nutrition in, in, in the search bar, watch that video. The follow-up to that is, so what can I eat? And there we talk about what you can eat. It's so simple, folks, I promise you. Give it a shot, give it two weeks. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I lied to you, so what? But if I'm right, which I am, I want you to consider going to this new lifestyle because you have control of your diet. If you have neck pain, back pain, shoulder pain, numbness, tingling, if you've ever been in a car accident, that may be something you need to come see us for. My doctors are amazing when it comes to pain relief. So if that's the issue, come see us on our website, drjoe.com. You can make an appointment. We have offices in Marietta, Duluth, and Stockbridge, in Atlanta area. We're going to open up in West Cobb pretty soon. Nutrition-wise, listen to the CD, listen to the shows I have on the website. Um, learn what to eat, what not to eat. If you like reading books, we have two books on the website, Eating Right for the Health of It and Prescription for Extreme Health. That's all there. Great layout of how to stay healthy. Supplement-wise, super greens and essential source, minimum. That's the starter kit. Then I would certainly add the omega-3 fatty acids. Most people don't get enough of them, and it's the purest form we have, which is the algae. And then I'd add the digestive enzymes as well. So if you want to get well, normally functioning nervous system, normally functioning digestive system, good nutrition. And all that's on the website, drjoe.com. Follow us on Facebook. Follow us on Instagram. We live stream a lot of our, our lectures and shows. And the website, again, drjoe.com. I'm Dr. Joe Esposito. We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening to For the Health Fit. Remember to subscribe to this podcast, and I'll help you naturally get well and stay well. You can also listen to and call into my radio show live Sunday evenings from 7 to 9 Eastern Time on wsbradio.com and on the WSB Radio app. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.